If you struggle with controlling your emotions and overreacting, it can be helpful to understand how the brain processes emotion. Today, Dr. Judith Siegel, author of the audiobook, Stop Overreacting, takes us through the most relevant aspects of brain chemistry and functioning and demystifies the role of your mind in overreacting. Hi, welcome to Your Great Journey. We offer brief tips, techniques, and insights to help you move in positive directions and master big change. For more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A.com. Today, we are sharing an excerpt from the audiobook, Stop Overreacting, Effective Strategies for Calming Your Emotions, an audiobook written by Dr. Judith Siegel. Formed by emotional patterns, triggers, and your history, the habit of overreacting is one that can put you in many unwanted situations. This audiobook will help you learn how to neutralize overwhelming emotions and choose healthy responses instead of flying off the handle. In this episode, Dr. Siegel walks us through how the brain processes emotion. To learn how to get a handle on your responses, it's important to take the time to understand what is going on inside your brain that leads you to overreact. Processing Emotions The past decade has produced extensive research on how the brain works. For years, mental health professionals have puzzled over the question of nature versus nurture in the study of personality and coping styles. Today, we have a clearer understanding of the ways in which heredity and upbringing influence the way you handle your emotions. To learn how to get a handle on your responses, you should take the time to understand what is going on inside your brain that leads you to overreact. How the Brain Operates With the help of sophisticated research equipment, social scientists and neuroscientists have a much better understanding of how different parts of the brain contribute to the process of emotions. If you were in a lab during an outburst or a shutdown, the technician could show you brain images that reveal exactly what is going on in your brain before and during your overreaction. You would be able to see the parts of your brain that are activated and of equal importance, the neural pathways or circuits that connect the different parts of your brain. While a brain scan might look like a piece of art to your untrained eye, these technological advances have created a major shift in the way therapists understand emotional disorders. Left Brain and Right Brain Dr. Alan Shore, a leader in his field, has summarized the different parts of the brain that are responsible for feeling and thinking. The left brain is primarily responsible for the thinking skills we need. The right brain, especially the right frontal system, houses emotional states and effective experiences. Many episodes of overreaction are created when the amygdala, located in the right brain, is overstimulated. When the amygdala is activated, it sets off a chain of events. Most important is the production of noradrenaline and neurohormones that contribute to a state of heightened arousal. 
This happens in a split second, and you may not even notice the changes in your body that this creates. In this state of heightened arousal, you are stimulated to respond in ways that have been genetically hardwired into the human species. Doctors Rick Hansen and Richard Mendias explain that we process information in different parts of the brain. The amygdala primes our bodies to rev up so that all of our available energy can help us fight or run away if we need to. Many parts of the brain then work together to glean information that will help us determine the best plan of action. However, this requires that the different parts of the brain be able to communicate quickly and efficiently to help quiet things down if all that extra energy isn't needed. Unfortunately, it takes longer for the brain to access acquired knowledge in order to make the best decision possible, and the pathways that coordinate acquired wisdom with perceived danger cannot always interact in a way that works toward thoughtful appraisal. Under certain circumstances, the parts of the left brain that regulate higher levels of reasoning are bypassed. When this happens, we are primed to fight or flee, but are unable to draw on the information that would help us reach the most useful conclusions. Thinking and Feeling By studying how different people respond to similar traumas, psychiatrists have recognized the importance of the neural circuitry and, in particular, the connections between the left and right parts of the brain. One of the most important differences between people who cope reasonably well and those who overreact is the ability to connect thoughts and feelings. The stronger the circuits that connect left and right, the better able you are to tolerate and diffuse intense emotions. Dr. John Gottman studied couples in conflict and demonstrated the difficulty of integrating rational thought when the amygdala is firing. Spouses who had been identified as having highly conflictual marriages were easily provoked into fighting with each other. They quickly became angry and tended to dismiss or reject each other's views. Not surprisingly, laboratory tests done during their arguments confirmed high levels of corticosteroids that indicated amygdala involvement. After their arguments were interrupted and they'd had time to calm down, their stress hormones and other physical markers returned to normal levels. Only then could each truly understand what the other had been trying to say during the argument. In a state of high arousal, people just can't attend to new information or communicate in a thoughtful way. If the right brain takes the lead when we become stressed, our ability to comprehend potentially important information is compromised. As arousal and anxiety subside, we are better able to register and integrate ideas that just couldn't be processed earlier. Usually, this information allows us to rethink some of the rapid assumptions we have made and revise our conclusions. The stronger the connections between the left and right brain, the better able we are to stay with an emotional experience, reflect on it, and ultimately respond in ways that are productive for everyone involved. Emotions or Feelings Sophisticated brain imaging technology has also helped researchers understand the neurological differences between emotions and feelings. Dr. Mona Fishbane stresses the difference between the two. Emotions occur in the right brain regardless of a person's age, ethnicity, or education. These basic emotions include happiness, sadness, anger, disgust, and fear. In contrast, feelings are produced when the thinking, left, and emotional right parts of the brain work together 
to achieve an understanding of the emotional experience. Strong neural pathways between the left and right brain help us become more aware of our own feeling world as well as the feelings of others. Anger, for example, is an emotion that might be produced in a variety of situations. You might be angry if your children refuse to listen to you, your boss asks you to work late at the very last minute, a car cuts you off in traffic, or you get home after a 20-minute drive and realize that the cashier at the restaurant gave you someone else's takeout order. The emotion is anger, but the feelings in each situation might be completely different. When your children disregard your authority, you might feel resentful that you now need to become the bad guy and enforce a punishment. If your own parents were overly strict and you had vowed to be more of a friend than an authority, your resentment would be even more profound. If your boss asks you to work late, you might begin to feel helpless or envious of a co-worker who left early and wasn't around to share the job. When someone cuts you off in traffic, you might feel diminished, as if you were insignificant or unimportant. It might remind you of times when people assumed that you wouldn't stand up for yourself and took away things you were entitled to. Opening up the wrong dinner order might make you feel furious at the cashier's incompetence. You might find that your standards for your performance, as well as that of others, are extremely high and that you cannot tolerate people who make stupid mistakes. On the surface, these situations create the emotion of anger. Below the surface, they create feelings of resentment, envy, worthlessness, and lack of control. Self-awareness When it comes to self-awareness, there is a wide spectrum of ability. At one end, there are people who seem to have easy access to a full range of responses. They can identify dozens of different feeling states and can even sort through a combination of different feelings that are operating at the same time. At the other end of the scale, there are people who seem completely cut off from feeling state awareness and instead only register the facts. They may have intense emotional reactions, but they have little or no ability to describe or even focus on the way that they feel before or during the event. They can tell you what they think, but not what they feel. Once again, the connections between different parts of the brain seem to make all the difference. Researchers have identified the brain processes that help us connect emotional reactions with working memory and language. Other researchers have examined the neural circuits that connect the parts of the brain that generate emotion-based impulses with the parts that store the working memory we rely on to make sound decisions. Without the ability to think about how our emotional responses will impact our future, our judgment is simply not there to guide us. Many rash actions that we deeply regret are created when the impulses generated in the amygdala cannot be processed by particular parts of our brains. However, it is possible to strengthen the necessary connections so that recognizing, naming, and weighing consequences can work together more smoothly. Thanks for listening to this excerpt from the audiobook, Stop Overreacting, Effective Strategies for Calming Your Emotions. You can purchase the complete audiobook from any major online audiobook retailer. If you'd like more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please rate and review it. And please share it with friends who might also enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. 
Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W E T W A R E M E D I A.com.